Welcome to episode 16 of Life Recruit Spotlight, or as I'm calling it, the Will Farewell Tour. How we doing today, guys? Let me let me jump it on over. Uh, let's go. Let's go with Jackson first. Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Been a busy week. Uh, checking out some of uh, the spring games and some spring practices, and uh, just been a great week of recruiting as well. And Will, I think, I mean, you haven't walked the stage yet, but I'm assuming officially graduated without having the diploma in hand yet. And of course, it is your last episode here. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, doing good. Kind of kind of calmed down this week, actually, uh, after being really busy last week. Uh, I've kind of settled in, you know, been writing some articles, uh, gone out to a few practices. But yeah, graduation uh, Saturday. So so tomorrow when this episode comes out and, and you know, kind of all looking back on, on the last few years with Vibe. And now officially moved on from that straight Jesuit green to that Nebraska red, as we see there. Uh, couldn't be more excited for you. And we'll, we'll get into all the goodbyes at the end of the show. But for now, let's jump into the news of the week. I mean, spring practices have been in full swing, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's start with some let's start with some college news. And I have some college news I want to talk about, of course. You know, yes, we're a, a high school recruiting show, but, you know, when, when when there's news in the college sector, that kind of applies to what we're doing here with the recruiting news. So let's talk about kind of the biggest news, kind of the biggest blow up that's really been happening. Uh, this, of course, is recording Thursday. So over the last 24 hours, first on Wednesday night, uh, Nick Saban during some conference, or I don't really know what it was, comes out and says that A&M bought the whole team. And, and I want to read the quote here for you before we get to y'all's kind of take on this all. So uh, Nick Saban said, and I quote, I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. You read about it. You know who they are. We are second recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't want buy one player, all right? But I do know if we're going to be able to sustain, uh, sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it, it's tough. So that's a direct quote from Nick Saban. And then, of course, as we know, Jimbo Fisher comes out today in a little press conference and just absolutely goes off on Saban, calls it just – I don't have the quotes here, so you know I don't want to misspeak. But basically, he just calls Nick Saban out says, you know, hey – you know, if you really want to know, go look at the skeletons in his closet, basically. Uh, Jackson, I'm going to give you a second to breathe because I know you're the, the resident Aggie of this bunch. So give me a second to, to breathe, compose your thoughts so you're not going going off like Jimbo today. Let's start with Will. Will, what do you think about these comments uh, as a whole? Um, just what does it mean and just how crazy was it? And then uh, uh, Jimbo's response as well. Yeah, Nick Saban has gotten – Alabama fans and really the whole country riled up a few times over the last few years at these events. I think there's some kind of booster event. I'm not really sure. Uh, he's always at some radio booth or, or uh, you know, some panel uh, and kind of says more than I think he, you know, wanted, you know, intended to say. Um, I mean, to be honest, he was doing it all along. And I mean, that's what we think is that, you know, this has been going on. You know, I don't want to say Nick Saban specifically, uh, just generally, uh, and now, you know, there's a lot of college coaches that don't like it being sanctioned. You know, it's, it's a lot harder to uh, to to get these guys if you don't know if your competition's doing it. You know, if you know that your competition's doing it, it's a lot harder now. Uh, you know, it, it's turning into a bidding war. Uh, and, and Nick Saban doesn't like that. He likes having the name, the reputation. And I don't blame him. I mean, he's, uh, you know, created one of the, the greatest college football dynasties of all time. Uh, as for Jimbo, you know, props to him for for sticking up to himself, 
I didn't I didn't think we'd we'd hear some of the words that we heard from him this morning. Uh, this is uh, kind of turning into a soap opera, and we're on you know not even a full day into it. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what happens. Not because I'm a fan of either team, uh, just because it's it's good entertainment. I mean that it was. I'll turn it over to to the res, like I said, the resident Aggie here, and and get Jackson's thoughts. Jackson, I know last night when you probably were made aware of of Nick Saban's comments, I can only imagine what was going through your mind. So, what did you take of his comments, and then what did you make of Jimbo Fisher's response? Well, I think Nick Saban uh, showed his true colors there to, uh, last night, and uh, Jimbo Fisher had I mean, already dealt with a comment from him last year, uh, clapped back at him, and I'm happy as an Aggie fan he did. Uh, for Nick Saban to call out Texas A&M like that, not even just the football team, but the university, and then call out 17-year-old kids – um, that's something you don't see a lot in college football and Nick Saban had the audacity to do it. And Jimbo Fisher just, uh, opened Pandora's box, brought up things that had happened in the past with Nick Saban. And now on Twitter and even social media, you're seeing former athletes that NFL pros go and talk about, uh, Hey Nick, you offered me $60,000 to come on a visit here in the early 2000s. So, uh, you're seeing lots of things being brought back up from this. I think, uh, Nick is going to regret making this comment uh, and letting Jimbo voice his opinion on it. But as an Aggie fan, I think Jimbo said everything right, said everything uh, that he needed to say. And it's obviously the fans and everyone is are so supportive of Jimbo and the team right now. And you're even seeing players back Jimbo up as well. So that October 8th meeting is going to be a good one for sure. Yeah, and I'm actually checking on my phone right now because – as we started this recording, we usually kind of record, you know, somewhere around the three o'clock hour on Thursdays. Uh, Jimbo, or not Jimbo, excuse me, Nick Saban is actually supposed to be taking a, um, um, he's supposed to be taking, uh, uh, going on a radio show at around 3.30, which is kind of when we're talking right now. So I'm um, looking on Twitter, don't see anything yet, um, but uh, interested to see how he responds to Jimbo's comments. So um you know yeah definitely a crazy time and like you said october 8th just got a whole lot more interesting um you know you talk about parody in, in, in college football and when you look at how many championships alabama is, is, has won over the last kind of decade if you will it's really hard to um, take any sympathy for coach Saban in alabama but definitely it was interesting him calling out a&m like that um so very interesting indeed. Let's move on to another um, another uh, kind of NCAA news, and that's that they're limiting restrictions on the recruiting side, class size. Uh, in the past, you can only bring in 25 scholarship players a year. Um, now, the cap is still 85 scholarship players, but, for instance, if you have zero scholarship players, you can bring in all 85 that one year. You kind of think, uh, you know, someone brought up a good example. I think it was 2015 Kansas where they had lost a bunch of players and, and can only sign 25. What do you make of this? Is this good for high school athletes? Is this good for college uh, schools and athletes? Is it good for both? Uh, Jackson, what do you think? I mean, I think it's, it, it helps the high school athlete. I mean, you saw a lot of kids during COVID 2020 and even the 2021 uh, seniors 
they didn't get certain offers that they probably could have gotten uh, because of COVID and because of how the rules changed because of COVID. I think this helps those kids. And I think it also helps uh, some of these bigger programs that, uh, yeah, they might have one of the top classes in the country, but then they can go out and start getting more kids. They don't have to turn kids away. So I think this is a good thing for college football. We'll see how it all ends up in the end, but I think it's a good thing. Well, let's turn it over to you. What do you make of this uh, decision by NCAA? Yeah, I hate to be the cynic here on on my last episode, uh, but this is a rule that is very clearly only going to, you know, uh, improve big programs. Uh, You're talking about a a Texas or Texas A&M who, you know, very easily could get 30, 35, 40 guys a year uh, because of NIL, because they have unlimited money. Uh, and, and when you're looking at these programs trying to get in-state kids, they're going to get more and more as the years go on uh, because of NIL. Uh, I think it's going to open up more of, of guys, you know, unofficially being cut from teams too. Uh, programs are going to try to retool their roster every single year if they have a diff- disappointing season. Uh, you know, I hope it works out uh, for, for the little guys. I hope it works out for the mid-major teams. Uh, but this is a rule that I really see uh, you know, only in favor of with, with mega programs. Yeah. I tend to agree with you there. Will. I think, um, at least, and this is only a two, that's only going to be allowed for two years to start. So it's not a permanent thing, but it's going to be interesting to see. And I think, you know, the big programs are going to take advantage of it. And I think it's going to, you know, it's going to help those that are dealing with the portal type stuff for sure. Uh, by the way, just, just to update people. And of course, you know, for the, this isn't live, so some people may have already seen this by the time the show comes out. But Nick Saban, basically on, uh, on uh, the Sirius XM College show that he came on, he says, I wasn't saying anyone did anything illegal. That was something that was assumed. That wasn't what I meant or what I said. It's not illegal. It's a system that allows it. So basically he's saying, I have a problem with NCAA not regulating this. Um, though it sounds, you know, that if you've been following along, it sounds like NCA is working to regulate it. Jackson, I think you have something to say. I can see you seething there a little bit. Jackson, go ahead and chime in because uh, I know you got something to say. I just think he's trying to save himself right now. He opened Pandora's box, and Jimbo Fisher is a guy who's been known. He's not going to hold back on what he wants to say about someone. And after beating Alabama this year and taking the number one recruiting class, Nick Saban's sitting over here throwing a tantrum, and he's made it to the national championship game this year. And he's coming at Texas A&M specifically, but then also going at Jackson State and Travis Hunter. And it's things like this where I don't understand why we have to talk about that, why a coach is going at the 17-year-old players. I think Nick's just trying to save himself right now and trying to save face, but we'll see how it all shows out at the end of the day. You would not be wrong. I definitely think it's a save face maneuver for sure. Uh, but with that being said, I don't want to dwell on the college aspect. I know both of you have been uh, out on the recruiting trail, the, the spring football trail, I should say, that this past week. So I want to give you all the chance to talk about that. Well, let me turn it over to you. I know you've been into a couple of schools. Uh, go ahead and talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so over the weekend, me and Jackson were able to go to the big man camp uh, over at St. Thomas High School. BME put that together, and boy, did we see some great talent. DJ Hicks was there. Uh, he completely dominated. He did have one hiccup. Uh, and that was against Frank Moss Jr. Uh, out of HISD. This is, you know, a growing district as we see in football. They're, they're down right now, but guys like Frank Moss are the reason uh, why I see there's, you know, some hope not only in the Heights, uh, but for all of HISD. 
Uh, DJ Hicks, uh, going back to him, he has some some visits lined up, uh, as do a lot of other guys. Uh, Cam, Cameron Bizzer, who we also got to see over there. Uh, and then going into the campus visits this week, I was able to go to Cy Woods, uh, saw Terrence Green, who has a number of visits lined up, Dylan Rogers as well. Uh, we're really going to start getting busy here uh, at the end of the month. It's already uh, May 19th, so just about what, 13 days away from June 1st. Jackson, how about you? I know we got Will's take here. What have you been? Where have you been for for the spring kind of tour, if you will? So I actually made a trip back out to Klein Forest on Monday. I uh, was able to catch their or on Tuesday and catch their spring practice. Was very impressed with a lot of athletes there. Parker Jenkins and Jolene Watkins were coming back from track, so they were slowly get going through some individual drills in front of uh, quite a few college coaches there. Um, as well as you saw Brad Spence running through D-line individuals. But overall, uh, watching this team scrimmage against each other, I thought there's very uh, there are some very promising players on that Klein Forest team, and I expect them to have a pretty good season next year. Another cool thing I got to capture at Klein Forest was uh, Parker Jenkins' young, younger brother, Carter Jenkins, linebacker and safety, uh, picked up his first offer from Ole Miss. Ole Miss was there watching the practice, and after – going through the practice they offered him and i got to capture a special moment between uh head coach coach wilson and carter and coach wilson just telling him hey man you just got your first offer from an sec program so it was a really special moment to be a part of uh and then my second stop for the spring tour was i went to the woodlands to their spring game uh was very impressed with how the offense looked and how the defense looked uh four-star quarterback maybe matoyer definitely showed out uh, as well as did Quan L. Farquhar Jr. and a lot of these other weapons that the Woodlands has. Uh, was very impressed and very much looking forward to their uh, fall next season. Yeah, that uh, that behind the scenes was was pretty great. Um, I think it's on our Twitter. Um, it'll be on our YouTube. I think if not today, tomorrow. So definitely check that out if you have not yet. Uh, you, you love those moments when you can kind of get it inside kind of the, the locker room, if you will, and, and – you see that excitement. I had a, had a <laughs> bleep out of curse words because, you know, they're so excited for him. You got to love that. Um, and that's going to be part of our Vibe Spring Tour series that's coming up soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, you, you know, uh, Jackson, you've seen kind of the rough draft of two of the episodes. Well, I think you've seen rough draft of one of the episodes. So can't wait for those to come together. I'll be in San Marcos uh, probably as this is being uh, played tomorrow. Um, to get ready for their spring game. So very exciting times. And speaking of San Marcos, we're going to actually jump to our interview. I'm going to be doing the interview today. First, episode 16, and finally got me to do an interview. We're going to be interviewing the uh, uh, co-offensive co coordinator, but most importantly, the recruiting coordinator for San Marcos High School, Coach Marvin Nash. He's got a long story history up in the Houston and DFW area. So with that being said, let's jump to our all right. Well, I am here with the man himself. We we mentioned him as we went to this interview, Coach Marvin Nash. Coach, before we jump into talking about your role as a recruiting coordinator, just just tell people that may not know, um, kind of your path towards coming to San Marcos. Where did you start, and how did you end up at San Marcos? Uh, absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me on, Josh. Always a pleasure to to get to talk to you. Uh, I want to start with, I guess, my first coaching job. Coach Walsh, uh, who's now the athletic director here at San Marcos, hired me when he was the head coach of an up-and-coming program in DFW, uh, the Dengar Wildcats. I was a middle school coach for him. Um, I took some trips to a few different schools. The, the trial high school came back as a running backs coach. I've uh, coached tight ends for him. 
then I left. Uh, I went to Eaton High School, where I was the assistant head football coach there. And when he got the job in San Marcos, he gave me a call, and it was an opportunity I could not turn down. So that's how I got here. Well, and, and loved watching y'all the last couple of years for sure. Um, you know, just grow that community and that, and that football program. Um, now let's kind of turn over, which by the way, let's, I was talking about tomorrow. tomorrow well, this is live or we're recording this on Thursday. It's going to be live on Friday. So your, your spring game is quote unquote tonight when this airs, uh, are you excited about the spring game? How has, uh, kind of the spring practice gone for y'all? Spring has been amazing. We do uh, spring practice in the same uh, model that we did when we were getting uh, dire. So basically, we don't use all of the allotted days because we want to keep our coaches fresh. We want to keep our kids fresh. So we go three days a week. Uh, I think it keeps the excitement going. And so the excitement that's built the past three weeks for this one game is almost like a playoff game atmosphere. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. The staffs are split. Uh, the kids are split. We have a white team. We have a purple team. And it's, uh, it's competition at its finest. So it's going to be a great night. Well, and I'll be there as well. So looking forward to to watching that game um, on Friday. Uh, let's talk about your role now as a recruiting coordinator. For those that might not be aware, what is the job and, and kind of responsibilities of a Texas high school uh, football recruiting coordinator? Absolutely. Uh, well, I think it's more of a new school way of thinking, new school meaning in the last 10, 10 12 years or so. Uh, when I was coming up, it was, if you're good enough, college coaches will find you and you'll, you'll find a way. Well, these days, you have to be proactive, even with, with technology that we have now, the, the means to contact different coaches. We're no longer dubbing uh, VHS cassettes like they did in my day. Uh, we have a way uh, online to get our information to, to different college coaches. Now, the hard part is that they're inundated with that from every kid around the nation. You're not in competition with kids. Uh, just in your, at your school or in your district, it's all over the nation. So I think the most important thing that you need is an advocate in your corner. And that's what all a recruiting coordinator is. It's someone who gets your information to different coaches. Um, and in order to do that, in order to be a recruiting coordinator, you have to really know your kids. So I think it's a great way to build relationships and some people are better at it than others. Uh, it just happens to be in my wheelhouse. I'm a relationship guy. So getting to know my kids and getting to know different college coaches makes it just a maybe the best job in America, in my opinion. Now, uh, what are some maybe, um, I don't want to say disadvantages, but uh, what are some um, kind of roadblocks you might see as a recruiting coordinator? I'm sure it's not all like just, uh, you know, uh, rainbows and flowers and all that kind of stuff. What are some challenges you may face as a recruiting coordinator to get your kids noticed? Uh well, I'll even start within our own, own communities. Uh, I've been the recruiting coordinator at a couple of different stops before I got to San Marcos, and one thing is really, really common, and it's that uh, you're either the most loved person in some people's eyes and you're the most hated person in other people's eyes just because some opportunities aren't presenting themselves uh, to every kid as, as, you, as us as recruiting coordinators would love. We'd love every kid to get an opportunity, but the fact is some colleges are full of the position or looking for uh, different areas of need, and one of our kids may not fit what they're looking for. Uh, that's always been a challenge. The, uh, the largest challenge I've seen here recently is the aftermath of COVID. Uh, I think with, you know, with COVID, it started a domino effect. It started the, uh, the transfer portal. It started the, uh, the waiver where kids have gotten two and three additional years of eligibility. 
Uh, it's also caused kids not to have to take the ACT or SAT in most schools to even get in. And so kids who have a mediocre GPA, that doesn't that puts them on the, on the same playing field as some kids who might have better test scores or might be a slightly better fit for that program. So all of those have been really, really challenging, but we become innovative and we find a way to make it happen. Yeah, and, and another question I have for you, you know, you're currently at San Marcos and you, you know, uh, this isn't by any, you know, so you and, and, and coach Walsh, when you watch, you know, don't think this is a, a dig on San Marcos cause you know how much I love San Marcos, but you know, you, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not, it's not, you're not a Westlake, you're not a North shore where you're going to always have those kind of, uh, you know, um, those big name, uh, recruiting coaches from colleges come. So what are some, some things that you have implemented as the recruiting coordinator to try and get those, uh, you know, recruiting coaches to San Marcos or, and, you know, you do have some, uh, you some up and coming athletes. That's not like Ori Williams is one that comes to mind. So when those recruiting coaches are coming to watch him, how do you maybe get some other names into that and into that realm? What are some things that you do as that recruiting coordinator? Uh, I, I'll take it back to when we first got here. It was right in the heart of, uh, of the COVID era in 2020. And, you know, college coaches couldn't come on campus. But as soon as that was lifted in uh, spring of 2021, it became a lot of leveraging just real, true, authentic relationships that myself, Coach Walsh, Coach Vallejo have, have with, uh, with college coaches. You know, we say, look, we wouldn't steer you wrong. You've known me for 15 years. You, you, I, I have the eye for talent, and you know that I have the eye for talent. So come check out some of the kids that we have here. And it began there. Um, what happened after that is that people are seeing a lot of talent happening, and this is a different recruiting area. So some of the coaches I have relationships with are in DFW, or they're in Houston, or they're even out-of-state recruiters now. So I, I, use, uh, I have a little bit of a, a follower on Twitter, uh, I use that to send personal invitations to, to college coaches. So let me meet you. Let me let's come by. Let's talk. Let's talk about the kids that we have, um, and also the AFCA and the THSCA fo- uh, football uh, conventions are huge. You go network. You make uh, make connections, authentic connections, and the next thing you know, you're talking with the coach that's helping your kids. Yeah, and, and I I feel like just from following you over the last few years, I feel like that's definitely you've seen the track record as far as you know getting getting that. Uh, kind of exposure to San Marcos. So credit to you and, and just the San Marcos staff there. Um, moving on, let's move kind of to the, the kind of the student side of a student athlete side of things. Um, you know, as a recruiting coordinator, I'm sure you work closely with, with the students, you know, obviously try to get them recruited. What, as from your experience and some, some words of wisdom you can pass on to these student athletes, what are some hiccups that you might see these student athletes make along the way that maybe might cost them a scholarship or something like that? Just from your experience to pass on to, to the student athletes that may be watching. Absolutely. Um, I've even put out a graphic on this before, just trying to help any student athlete. But uh, the first thing is that C's and D's are expensive. Uh, you want to enter with A's and B's, especially your freshman year. As you're building a GPA, that can be the difference maker. There's millions of kids out there, not millions, maybe thousands of kids out there that are vying for a coach's attention to earn a spot on the roster. And the kid who has a better GPA uh, is going to appear to be more coachable. They can look at that on paper and say, okay, this kid actually cares a little bit more. Uh, C's and D's can cost you money. Uh, the second thing is to always uh, be direct, be honest, and be a person of good character because no matter how great you are, guys will take a chance on you, but that really shortens your lease. One, one mistake and you can be out and they'll be in the transfer portal picking up another kid that can take your spot. Um, and I think the very last thing is that everything that you do is going to be on film. 
we film every practice. We are blessed enough to have drone views, tight views, wide views of everything that we do every single day. Uh, for example, I was sitting with a coach uh, earlier in the week. We were watching film, and I pulled up some spring. He wanted to see spring practice film. So I said, okay, I pulled it up. And there is a kid that's only a sophomore playing really, really well for us on scouting. Well, that young young man got that coach's attention, and so he's like, okay, I need to write his name down. We're going to come back and talk to him uh, next spring. We're going to make that happen. So whatever you do, put it on film and make sure it, it's a true representation of who you are. Awesome. Well, Coach, before I let you go, I want to give you the chance to maybe – you know, impart some words of wisdom or just say whatever you want to say to, to maybe the student athletes watching or, or just, you know, give you the floor right now before, before we end this interview. Oh, well, thank you very much. I want to say this first for student athletes. Don't get discouraged. If uh, the attention that you want, if the offers aren't there, uh, if all of that stuff is not happening yet, don't get discouraged, continue to work, continue to build your body of work and allow that to speak for you when that time comes. Uh, I also want to say this, focus on your grades more than you focus on your highlight film. And if you do those things, good things will happen. Well, Coach, uh, always a pleasure to talk with you, and I'll be seeing you later uh, on Friday night. So looking forward to getting to you know see you in person. Uh, but thank you for your time, Coach. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Once again, thanks to Coach Nash for jumping on the show with us. Uh, you know, I've come come to have a you know good relationship with Coach Nash and San Marcos over the last few seasons, and love what San Marcos is building. And you know, uh, kind of a segue into our under the radar segment, if you will, and you'll find out why when we jump to Will here in a second. Uh, but let's jump to the under the radar segment. Of course, it is a segment where we look at athletes that are under the radar for one reason or another, whether they're not getting the looks for one reason or another, or they're even a high profile athlete for what we feel only have a couple of offers, and we we feel they should have more. So with that being said, well, I'm gonna I, I teased it. Let's jump to you. Who is your under the radar athlete this week? Yeah, great that we could have Coach Nash on this week because my under the radar recruit is from San Marcos. Uh, it's Jake Darling. He plays linebacker and defensive end over there. Uh, we Jackson and I saw this guy at the Big Man Camp last Sunday. He is an absolute beast. Uh, he was willing to go up against you know just about anyone. Uh, went up guys that have Power Five offers, interest. Uh, if it weren't for DJ Hicks, who's the number one defensive lineman in the country, this guy would have been the MVP of the camp. Uh, he's getting some looks from some Ivy League schools and some other programs. He's going to camp all across the country. This will be a guy, I promise you, a month from now. Check back with me on June 19th. He will have offers. Love to hear it. Always love uh, these great under-the-radar segments. Jackson, who do you have this week? So my class of or my under the radar athlete this week is class of 2024 offensive tackle from Cy Fair, blessed Otto Adewimi. Blessed if I said your last name wrong, I apologize. But he's a 6'3", 280-pound tackle. Uh, he's got a great base, great uh, frame uh, to play inside or out. I watched him at the underclassmen report camp and also at a BME camp. Uh, he balled out, was able to lock some pretty talented defensive ends and D tackles up. I expect him to have a good camp circuit coming up and start to pick up some offers. Uh, we'll be a guy to watch out for over the next two years uh, going into his junior season next fall. All right. And my under the radar going all the way up to Lubbock Christian backs Townsend passing last year, 2,637 yards, 29 touchdowns rushing 
210 carries for 1,265 yards, 24 TDs for a total of 53 TDs. Made it to the state semis in Taps Division Three last season. And come on, his name is Bax. That's that's a football name through and through, right? Uh, he also plays both ways. You know, sometimes you see and, and you know you you look at kind of Taps and. And he came from a 3A school as well before he, he went to Lubbock Christian. You know, sometimes you see these athletes play both ways, and that's the case for him. He's, he's the starting quarterback, and he also plays some defense. And, and let me tell you, you're, you're seeing these, you've seen these clips on Huddle as, as I'm talking right now. He is a physical athlete. He's not afraid as a quarterback to play defense and put his put it, you know, you know, just hit someone and light someone up. And you love to see that. He's a physical threat, whether on offense or on defense. And I think, you know, wherever he goes, even if he even if a coach says, hey, let's not put your quarterback, let's play you some defense, he's gonna be able to do that and he's gonna be able to do it well. So I think, you know, whatever college decides to give him a look, it's gonna pay off for him in the long run and for the college. So I definitely feel like, hey, colleges, if you're watching this, check out Bax Townsend uh, from Lubbock Christian. So that's gonna be my under the radar athlete for this week. And once again, if you or or if you're an athlete or if you know an athlete that you feel is not being uh, you know recruited um, properly or not properly, but not getting the love that they deserve to get, let us know. Shoot us, shoot us an email. Hit us up in the DMs. Let us know in the comments. We will cover your athlete. We've done it many a times. We will continue to do it. That's what we do here. That's going to be our show for this week. Of course, we have to close with not only our um, you know, shout outs, but our goodbyes to Will. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's start with Jack. Uh, let's start with Jackson. Jackson, go ahead and give us uh, your shout outs and, and kind of your goodbyes to Will. So I'm going to shout out the Highlander baseball team. They moved on to round three, which will be tonight, uh, pr- when the show has been recorded and also tomorrow when the show is being released. So, uh, shout out to them. Good luck. Good luck to my brother Harrison. Uh, but Will, I just want to say thank you. Uh, for doing great work with Vibe. I mean, you've been awesome, awesome to get to know and get to go some, to some camps and some spring practices with and kind of pick your brain with recruiting. Uh, so good luck to you in Nebraska. I know you're going to do great things there and looking forward to keep this relationship going in the future. Um, I'll do mine next. We're going to let Will close out the show here. So first I'll give my shout-outs. Shout-out to all the schools that have been letting us come and, 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 and kind of record them during their spring practices uh, you know, Concordia Lutheran, they got their own little mini series. Uh, we have North Shore, uh, Klein Forest, uh, who am I forgetting? Willis, Woodland, San Marcos tomorrow. We might even have a DFW team, Shana and our DFW markets working on that. So shout out to all these schools letting us come and just cover them for us. And then, you know, I have my own personal goodbye to Will. But before we do that, I've got to do this. So give me one second here as I look through my computer. Give me one second. Here, here you go, Will. This is just for you. Will, what's up, my guy? I just wanted to send you a quick congratulations on all your great work throughout uh, your four years of high school with Vibe and you know now with 247. Uh, super excited for what's ahead of you at Nebraska, man. You know, you and I have talked before extensively about this. I think you've got a really bright future, and uh, you've only proved it over your time at Vibe. It was, it was pretty cool to be able to kind of hand you the reins and watch what you did with the Vibe U program. It did so much for me. And I'm happy that it did just as much, if not more, for you. Really excited for you, brother. Looking forward to see what you do as a Cornhusker. Will, what's up, man? Just uh, kind of wanted to come in here. Just wanted to say congrats on everything you've achieved to this point. Congrats on high school graduation. I know I don't know if that's happened officially yet. I know that's you know still kind of happening. But um, congrats on everything you've accomplished to this point. You know it's been 
kind of cool to watch you grow up over the last couple of years. Um, you know, still remember, you know, being around when you were, when you were younger and, and, and getting your start. So it's been cool to kind of see your growth since then. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what, what you'll achieve up in Nebraska. Obviously super excited for you to be joining the, uh, the very small group of, uh, former Houston media members that are now, you know, in, uh, going to the university of Nebraska Lincoln. Um, excited for you to get up there, excited for you to get started with 24 seven. Um, and, um, yeah, man, just, uh, proud of you as always, you know, I'm here for you if you need it. And, um, yeah, keep in touch. Obviously I'm, like I said, I'm here for you if you need it. And, um, yeah, man, good luck. Hey, Will, this is Mike Roach from 24-7 Sports. I know we've talked a couple of times. I've been so impressed with the work you've done over at Vibe covering student-athletes in the Houston area uh, and the hard work you've put in. i uh, love to see young, talented guys like you uh, kind of come up in our business. So super excited for your next step. Uh, can't wait for you to be on the 24-7 team working for our Nebraska site uh, and getting to correspond with you on a more permanent basis. Good luck with everything. Thanks for the great work you've been able to do at Vipe. And uh, we're excited to see what's in store for you. Hey, Will, it's Coach Mike checking in with you, my guy. I'm beyond proud of you, man. Congrats on all your success. Congrats on your on your big move. Um, um, like I said, I can't say enough how proud I am of you. All of your hard work, all of your dedication, all of your faith in yourself is paying off. And uh, the sky's the limit for you. And I'll be following and I'll be rooting you on in Nebraska. And they got a gym. They got a hidden gym. And uh, I'm sure you're going to rock it out, man. And I'm sure you're going to do big things. And, hey, don't forget about us little people out here in H-Town, man. We'll be we'll be right here waiting on you when you come back. And uh, we'll continue to uh, build this thing up. We started building. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to your growth and all your success, man. God bless. Hey, and keep balling. Like I always tell you from the jump, man. You're, you can do it. You're successful. You're, you're going to be great. And you got that talent, man. You got the it factor, bro. So, hey, man, keep killing it. Keep balling. You know what I mean? And, uh, hey, let's do it. Let's get. Let's do it bigger. And finally, for me, Will, couldn't be more proud of you, man. So excited for you to go on your next journey, uh, not only to Nebraska, but working with 247 Nebraska. Uh, you are, uh, Huskers, I don't know what they're calling. Two, four, you're going to be with 247. That's the, that's the most important thing. But, you know, you're going to crush it out there. I know you are. I mean, just uh, we've talked about it many times on this show and just personally, like from where you started back in, uh, you know, back in the, in the fall of 2019, uh, you know, as, as a sophomore and just seeing you grow, you know, so much. I mean, from I wish, I, you know, if I wanted to embarrass you, I could I could play your first interview at, at the baseball or softball photo shoots. And, but I'm not going to do that. Right. But just to see how much you've grown since then, uh, you know, it's been one of the greatest things as as kind of run from, from as running the VIPU program to see, you know, it's what this program is all about to see someone just kind of explode on the scene. And you really did it, you know, as much as I would like to credit, to take credit for that. It's, it's not me, right? All I did was kind of guide you along the way and, and everything else was you, right? 95% of it was you because that's just kind of the person you are with that determination, the hardworking ethic. I can't say enough, enough good things about you, Will, and, you know, can't wait to see what you do next. I'm going to be following you every step of the way, man. It's been such a pleasure working with you these last few years and uh, all the best to you, man. And with that being said, I'll turn it over to you to say what you want to say and close out the show. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to leave me speechless, uh, you know, considering what we do. Uh, but, but that was, uh, uh, that, you know, that was, that was up there with, with, you know, some of the sweetest things I've ever heard. Uh, you know, I had no idea about that to start off with, uh, 
uh, you know, it's, it's, those are some of my closest friends and, you know, it's, it's, it's been uh, a wild ride, almost three years at Vibe. Uh, I, I, I would, you know, be remiss to uh, not thank a few people, Matt Nalatesta, uh, Josh Cook, Scott Terrell, uh, Jackson, uh, Tinley Kane, Robert, uh, you know, past Vibe U ambassadors like Tommy and, and Tim uh, and everyone else in that video who's not only helped me help get me to this point, uh, but it's helping me get to the next step. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just an, an incredible experience. And, and the Vipu program uh, is a unique opportunity uh, for, for high school students uh, to get their foot in the door, uh, get help, uh, you know, get to know other people that are interested in the things they are, uh, and really be working at a level uh, that nobody uh, at your age will be, uh, I've recommended it to so many people. Uh, I, I hope, uh, that someone, you know, kind of takes the reins from me. And I, and I think I know who that is. Like, like Tommy gave me the reins. So I can't say enough about this program and, 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 uh, whack to, to finish with you, you know, yeah, we've had conversations about this before. Uh, but you know, you gave me the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, I will, forever hold you close to my heart for that uh you have changed my life vipe has changed my life uh and i'm a better person because of it well my man hey couldn't be more proud of you once again and 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 like i said i know me and jackson and everyone at vibe can't wait to see what you do with it at 247 well i want to give you give you the opportunity to close out the show uh kind of in style because i know it's your last time so so send us home my man and that'll do it for episode 16 of Vibe Recruit Spotlight. For Jackson, Ruak, I'm Will. We'll see you at the games. <laughs>